0: Good morning. No, it is. Happy Monday. No, it is. No, you're not it's, feeling it's, it today.
1: Oh man, it's been it's been no, I'm, on, I'm a priest. Happy Monday. There everyone. you go. It's great. We're alive. I've had a wonderful day already. You know, after a long night.
0: Your AC finally kicked on at night.
1: Yeah. I'm we got, i was we fine have AC these. units dropping left fi- and right. I was fine
0: without AC. If you hear any noise today, it's because they're installing AC directly below us. So well, our, our chapel visitors had uh, some extra uh, penance, some extra penance to to and sit through.
1: It was fine. I was there. Thankfully,
0: last... thankfully we've had good weather, so it was. Yes. it wasn't bad.
1: I was there last night, and I did my evening, my night prayer in the chapel last night, and it was perfectly fine. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't you know beautifully comfortable with the AC, but it was you know, it was what most chapels throughout the world are. Okay, especially up north and in Europe and in Latin America. So. We're spoiled by AC. That's why the statue, one of the two statues that we are allowed to have in Statuary Hall in the Capitol from the state of Florida, one of them is the inventor of air conditioning. Uh,
0: Mr. Carrier?
1: Uh, I want to say yes. But yes, if you go to Statuary Hall, one of the, one of the, uh, is Mr. Carrier. So yeah, AC was broken in the rectory last night, but hey, I, I was, that affects Father Andrew more than it affects me because I could, if he's eating a fan, I'm good to go.
0: So on our podcast, we've now covered paddleball and, Paddleball or pickleball pickleball and the inventor of uh, AC there we go yes
1: I'm sure there's some useless information in my head that I could divulge <laughs> to the audience but I want I don't want to get all cliff Clavin on everybody and you, do, you didn't get that reference. I was thinking
0: of Paddle yeah. Paddle is the other the other random sport that's taking off now what is that it's like paddleball but it's got to be fancy so ball no you remember old paddleball paddleball
1: is, is something paddleball would you play on the, on the wall to, yeah. against the wall that's racquetball
0: no, it was paddle ball.
1: What the hell are we talking about? I don't know,
0: but but now there's there's <laughs> there's padel clubs.
1: All right. Um,
0: so there you go. Isn't
1: this for the second segment? Yeah, it's been I'm just, that kind I'm of just, morning. That
0: was the most random uh, intro to our podcast ever. Right Probably.
1: There. We're running into form, getting close to hundred. So, in terms of hundred <laughs> episodes, so we're running into form.
0: So if you're still with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here. If you, Sur- if surviving the first, first three, the first three minutes. If you've
1: endured the first three <laughs> minutes, but um, I'm getting a text from from let's see from the North Sea. Thank you. Um, so yes, yeah, so we had a, a, a good weekend. We had a demands retreat. We had a bunch of things. We had Arch and honors for two of our parishioners, and um, just a, it was a wonderful weekend, and and it was very very fruitful here in the parish. And yesterday we had a very challenging gospel. Where they, you know, where they challenge Jesus and challenge us, and you have the the, the famous line, "Give to Caesar what, what's to see, what Caesar's and give to God what belongs to God," and um, it was also World Mission Sunday, and it w- it's something that uh, we have to be mindful of all always is that as baptized Catholics we're called to be missionaries, as baptized Catholics we're called to spread the gospel, and World Mission Sunday also rem- also reminds us that you know. There are there a church exists beyond the four walls of our church or beyond the parish boundaries of our parish, and that there is a and the majority of that church is poor. Uh um, and so I basically because Jorge wasn't present at my masses. Jorge was doing a lot of things this weekend. God bless you. You did. <laughs> your wife did even my more. My wife did even more. Yeah, exactly. as usual. So. Yesterday, I, I started off and I basically explained right off the bat. I, I wanted to get out of the way because to be able to expand on, on the theme mission. What does Jesus mean when he is asked, when, when he says, Render unto Caesar what's to Caesar and, and what God belongs to God? You know, but he's, he's tested. He's, he, you know, and he calls them hypocrites because they, he sees the malice in their hearts. He sees them trying to lay a trap for him. But what does he mean? When Jesus takes, he asks for a coin, he's, asking, he's, he's trapping them in their own hypocrisy. They're not supposed to carry that coin because it's a form of idolatry. But he traps them in their own hypocrisy. He asks them, whose image is on the coin? Caesar's. And he says, well, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God when he's asked about the, the, the Roman tax. What does it mean? Jesus uses a coin's image to discuss ownership implying that just as the coin bears Caesar's image, humans made in God's image belong to him. So Jesus is saying, okay, this coin coin belongs to the temporal realm. As for all of you, all of us as humans, made in God's image and likeness, we belong to him. And that was basically the crux of my homily, is that as a people of God, as a people all his own, as a people chosen by him, made in his image and likeness. We belong to him. We don't belong to Caesar. We we don't belong to the government. And here's the thing is that I could, I was, you could have been tempted, you know, to go down the political realm in this homily because, you know, because Jesus has asked a political question. There's no way around it. He's asked a political question. What do you say about the census tax? Should we pay it or should we not say it? They're doing it to say, you know, to trap him. Say if he (laughs) says he says don't pay it, then he's in trouble with the Romans. If he says pay it, then he's in trouble with the Jews. And I I said at my five o'clock mass the other day, it doesn't matter; they're going to kill him anyways. So Jesus catches their own trap. But you could go down the this the rabbit hole of politics on this one, saying that Jesus says, okay, pay attention more to the spiritual realm instead of the temporal realm. Because so many times we pay attention. To, and not only the temporal realm, but to the political realm. Because so many times we pay attention to the political realm and don't pay nearly enough attention to the spiritual, to what truly matters. That was actually this morning's gospel, Monday's gospel. Uh, you know, To concentrate on what matters to God is what Jesus said in the gospel of St. Luke. Now, this is something that's become a problem, and, I, and this is all I'm going to say about it before I go into missions since I have the podcast at my disposal, I didn't want to mention it in my homily. This is a problem that I've encountered in my priesthood over the last four years, not, not, and I would, I would say probably more than four years, but especially over the last four years, in that people are confusing politics with religion so much, and the two are, are, are diabolically being fused together. Notice the word that I used, diabolically, being fused together so when you have people that are religious or claim to be religious speaking for a political candidate speak, speaking for whatever it is for whatever ideology <sighs> be it right or left careful because there are many demagogues on youtube and many demagogues on uh, social media so be very careful be very careful, because that is the work of the devil, When he's because try, he's trying to distract us from what truly matters. So the point that I want to make is this. When someone comes to me and says, Father, I'm very worried about our country. Father, I'm very worried about the direction of our country. I'm very worried about this. I'm very worried about that. And they're worried about everything that has to do with their country. They're coming to see a priest, and they don't mention their spiritual life. I, can't, I ask them Worried about your spiritual life? Yep. Well, it's affecting my spiritual life. I go, how is it affecting yep. your spiritual life? And then I ask them this very important question. How much time do you dedicate watching cable news versus dedicate yep. time for prayer? Because it doesn't matter if you're right or if you're left, if you're whatever. You know, you will watch... Things All of us will watch things and hear, listen to people that will, you know, say what we want to hear. Like, for example, the Dolphins lost. I, said, I don't want to watch ESPN this morning because they're going to be talking bad about my football team. Okay. If somebody wants to explain the injustice done to my football team yesterday, <laughs> which we'll get into the second segment, then I'll listen to that because that's what I want to hear. Yep when it comes to the temporal realm, whether it's politics or anything else in the temporal realm, we will listen to what we want to hear. You're listening to this podcast, if you survived the first three minutes, you're listening to this podcast because you want to listen to us. Now, very different here. Look at the pivot I'm about to make. We go to Mass on Sundays, and... We may not like what the priest is preaching. We may not like what Jesus is saying, but we listen to it anyways. In any other case, we switch the channel or change the station or move to another podcast. And you may have done that. Many people may have done that already over what I said over the last two minutes. But we we listen to what we want to hear and we are spending way too much time being consumed by politics by news by so many things that at the end of our life will matter in no way whatsoever exactly because we stand before the Lord in okay. judgment now you could say well father we have to fight for you know for, for you know against injustice absolutely well father we have to fight for the and okay. there's a million things. We have to fight for the unborn. To respect life, must we have to fight for uh for the environment? We have to fight for capital against capital punishment. We have to fight for the people on the border. See, the last three things are people you know. Many of our Catholics don't like. Mm-hmm. It's part of church teaching, and it has been for eons. Yep. So we hear what we want to hear, we do what we want to do, but Jesus is saying is that we're paying too much attention to these things. You know, yes, the, the people that approached Jesus wanted to trap him. But in a way also they were consumed by the temporal realm. Not just the things of Caesar, but the things of, you know, the trappings of the Pharisees, the trappings of hypocrisy, the trappings of basically, you know, oppressing the people with their version of the Jewish religion. And so Jesus basically destroys all that by saying, render unto Caesar what's to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God.
0: Well, what's that What's that line? You know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Yeah. You know, and, and we have to remember, we are on a pilgrimage here, and this is not our final destination. This is not the end game. And, yeah, we, we have to get through it. We have to get through it mm-hmm. together. We have to look out for each other. We have to look out for ourselves. We have to you know, take care of one another, protect what has been given to us but at the end of the day all this is going to pass yeah and and that's been made abundantly clear by the lord you know everything that we see everything that we enjoy right now we don't take it with us and on the day of final judgment it's all going away you know that all this material stuff as much as we enjoy it as much as you know it makes life easy for us and comfortable for us it means absolutely nothing You know, we're we're in the world, we have to get through this world, but we're not of this world. Right. And that's something that we we so often mix up.
1: And, you know, as a priest, I need to be informed of what's going on, what's affecting my people, what's affecting my church. And I enjoyed every evening sitting down and watching the nightly news. Okay, but when COVID hit, it was just bad news after bad news after bad news. I said, I can't do this. It's depressing me. It's not, it's not uplifting. I mean, the news has never been uplifting. Okay, <laughs> well, some which, good news was. Well, I mean, when I was about to say when John, what John Krasinski <laughs> from The Office did, God bless him, in those six episodes, glorious twenty yep. minute episodes that he did during the pandemic was great because he showed us the beauty of humanity, and it was it was something uplifting. And I every, and I would wait for every. He only did it for six weeks, but he I waited every week to do that. But I would turn on the news and was so, I, I go, this is not uplifting. So yes, every day, it's not to say that I'm uninformed. Every day, I, okay, I look at the headlines. Okay, that's the headlines. Move on. Yep. We don't have a speaker. There's a war going on in, in Israel and in, and in Palestine. There, There's a war going on in Ukraine. Any movement on that? No. Okay, move on. I don't need to... I, analysis, I am smart enough to read an article and yep. to come to conclusions on my own. If I need analysis, if something is a little too complicated, I'll ask someone I know yep. for an analysis. Because... You have a lot of people that love to go on TV, but this is not what God wants for us. What God wants for us is like, what did I put on that paper when he said that the AC was broken in front of the chapel? I said, you know what? It, will be, it is going to be uncomfortable in the chapel this weekend. Offer it as penance for peace in the Holy Land. Yep. So, what Jesus says, give to God what belongs to God, okay, Talking about ownership. Let me repeat the, the, the phrase that I said at the beginning, you know, of my little rant here. Jesus uses the coin image to discuss ownership, implying that just as a coin bears Caesar's image, humans made in God's image belong to him. In other words, okay, you all may belong to Caesar. You may be Roman citizens and all that, but all you who created were created in the image and likeness of God, bear God's image and belong to him. Now, that's where. I pivoted to the missions, and 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 explained my mission experience 30 years ago, where I went three summers in a road to southern Mexico on missions, and I said this concept of belonging to God was exemplified and made clear to me and taught to me by the poor that I encountered, because they relied totally on God, and I didn't mention this yesterday, but it's like never. I, I was there a couple of times during elections never heard them. Yeah, I would see signs at, you know, outside the village. But these people, these are farmers. farmers. They were poor. They could care less. They never heard them say anything about politics. And politics in Mexico is pretty complicated and is also a sport like it is in the United States. But all they relied on because they were poor, because they were farmers, all they relied on was God. And so they exemplified what I just said in that we understand that we belong to him. We understand that all of this is his. We understand that we are made in God's image and likeness. We under, we understand that we have to render tribute to him and not to Caesar. That we understand that we have to be going, like the missionaries would show up, you know, we need to go to church every day to listen to the catechesis. You know, for us basically to say to them, you were made in God's image and likeness, something that they knew all too well. It may, it may not be able to articulate it, but they lived it. They lived it. And I was explaining how, in this mission territory, we were we would go to a diocese that had a parish church in a town, you know, not too far from the Guatemalan border in southern Mexico. And this town had a parish church, and that parish had one priest, and that one priest was responsible for that parish church, but also for the fifty nine villages that surrounded that church, that that town, excuse me. And each of those villages had a Church, little church, or little chapel right. with the Blessed Sacrament. And the priest would show up every three to four months, if that, to celebrate Mass, to do baptisms, to hear the people's confessions, <laughs> to, uh, to, to do marriages, if, if there were any. And so it was a big deal when the priest mm-hmm. would come. And then the priest, when he would celebrate Mass, he would consecrate a ton of hosts so that they would have enough hosts to gather together for Sunday liturgy, of the word that one of the catechists would do, because they didn't have a priest, you know. And the and the thing is that these villages were so were so not that not that they were physically you know far from the parish church but, in but the town, difficult to get to, Diffic- very yeah. difficult to get to. In fact, it was dirt roads. Now that was thirty years ago. Twenty years before that, some of those villages yet you, you could only get to on horseback, sometimes crossing a creek or something like that. I remember. Uh, a friend of mine, you know, we do a lot of work with Amon and Aksion, and uh, a friend of mine who literally just texted me uh, 10 minutes ago while I was recording this, she went on a mission trip to Haiti before Haiti, you know, is what it is today without a government, earthquakes and natural disasters happening left and right and gangs running and everything so it's not safe for them to go. But they would go to northern Haiti so they'd fly into Port-au-Prince, dirt roads pretty much on a jeep all the way up to port de pay which is our sister diocese, uh, Up down in down in Haiti, and they would go to a town where they have to cross the same river twice because the river winded, and to get wet just to get to this town. But here's the thing: the joy the people of God have, especially the poor, when they see missionaries coming to them, it's like God is coming. God has sent us emissaries. God has sent us missionaries to be able to share the word of God to bring us the good news, and that is happening all over the world continent. That's why I'm so thankful that so many of our young people in our parish, alumni of our school, uh, went on missions, either with Blue Missions or, mm-hmm. or with Blue Youth Missions, over the summer so they could experience what it is to be a missionary and, more importantly, experience that there is a church beyond our, our city and a church that is primarily poor.
0: You know, the, the word that keep, uh, that keeps coming to mind, and, and it's often related to going on mission is simplicity and it's and it's often the simplicity of the people that is that kind of stops us in our tracks i was like wow they they get it you know and and sometimes it's the the temptation is like oh no that's that's simple you know i'm I'm gonna overlook it or you know i'm i have this degree or that degree or i'm i'm educated and i have you know a business to run or or a job to do and you know and simplicity is you know i'm i'm above i'm i'm above that and yet the call of the lord is you know become like a child you know to be simple you know we you you, you spoke about in or we, we hear in the gospel you know give to caesar what is caesar's give to god what is god and what is god's but our heart you know and and that's all he wants of us you know he does he doesn't want our money he doesn't want our thing he doesn't need any of that he just wants us to to love him and devote our life to him and, and to literally get through this world but at the end of it all to give him our heart, to give him our mind, to give him our soul, to to be with him, you know, and and we see that so poignantly in you know when we go on a mission, you know, and we spoke about our mission experiences on a, on a previous episode, you know, but just that you know, to to kind of take that time out you know, and get out of your own routine and and see, you know, this is the life of a farmer. And, and we think, oh my God, that's impossible, that's difficult to do, waking up at four in the morning and, you know, having to take a bath in cold water. And yet, the joy that they do it with, because they're, they are they have given everything to God. Yeah, and that's all they care about. You know, they they will go and they will tend the farm and, and grow their crops and pay their taxes, and, and maybe it's fair and maybe it's not, and they don't care. You know, at the end of the day, they're just happy to, to come back home and and get together in, in the church, in the community, and, and to be together and to share that meal and to get together for Sunday Mass, right? You know, just to, to, because their heart belongs to the Lord, and they never lose sight of that despite all the struggles that they may go through. And there's nothing simple about that. You know, I think that's a more profound truth that that we get distracted with all the stuff that we have around us.
1: And, you, and it's funny you mention distraction because they really you know, you, you go down where, whether it's a mission trip or you, you deal with the poor, there really isn't much to distract them because we live in a world filled with distractions. Just reach into your pocket and take out your phone. Okay. And, you know, I would go visit the homes or of the houses of these people. And when I say houses, that's being very charitable. Uh, shacks made of wood with maybe, a. a metal roof and and dirt floors and obviously no tv you know if you had a tv and that was the early 90s if you had a tv it's like wow you were you know you had something but you know so and if you
0: did it was probably with a with you know, the rabbit with the ear, rabbit ear rabbit antennas rabbit ears and, and maybe getting two or three channels exactly
1: <laughs> so what did they have to do and the corner of each little of each home was a little altar you know, with saints and with maybe holy cards and maybe a candle, you know, if they can afford a candle. Nope. And so, what do they rely on? They rely on their faith. And I talked about the the simplicity of their faith, and you you talked about that also. That is so hard for us to fathom, because they would go out of their way to go to church, you know, by foot, crossing rough terrain crossing property lines, crossing under, which I had to do sometimes, Uh, barbed wire wire, fences. It was, you know, I tore a pan or two or a shirt or two trying to do that, Scratch my back, you know. And these people do it in the dead of night because we would start in daylight around six o'clock and we would end around eight and by the time it was eight, it was was nightfall and then they had to go home in the dark without a flashlight because they couldn't afford a flashlight. And they would do this every single day. And another thing that I mentioned yesterday about their simplicity is you know, when they would bring us food. And I remember a priest telling us, it goes you treat that food, like he would bring us tortillas or they would bring mm. us uh, uh there was a, a food called a totoposte, which is like a, a crispier type of tortilla, a little maybe a little sweeter than than a corn tortilla. But and the priest would say, Treat that as it was as sacred as the bread on the altar, as a host in the in the tabernacle, because they are taking that food out of their children's mouth <laughs> to give us something to eat. Yep. Even though we really didn't need anything because we would bring supplies from town, but they wanted to give us something. They brought us a chicken. A chicken could feed them for three days. They'd take every part of that chicken; nothing would go to waste. Yep. And that simplicity.
0: And mind you, this was in a place where the faith is allowed to be practiced. So, so you can imagine, you know, mission territories where practicing the faith is outlawed. Yep. So, so there's an an even deeper dimension to now they're. They're literally risking their life to to gather, just to pray, let alone to celebrate mass. And and yet that goes on, and and it's that same that same simplicity, that same I rely entirely on the Lord, and and if I get caught and I lose my life, I don't care, right? Because that's all I have, and that's all I need.
1: And that's still happening in so many parts of the world. So and that you know missionaries, and it doesn't have to be missionaries, just the faithful that are indigenous that are part or, or citizens of that country where Christianity is outlawed and still practice the faith, still go to church or they may be persecuted because of their faith. You think of you know the, the, the many horror stories I've heard from my Nigerian priests in the house of things that are happening with there are Nigerian priests being kidnapped of people dying on their way to church or dying coming back from church because simply, they believe in Jesus Christ yep. it doesn't get nearly enough of the attention that it should get, but that's what happens. so we should we should feel fortunate that we live in a country where we're allowed to practice the faith, that we're allowed to practice you know whatever faith we want, freedom of religion it's the first freedom in in the Bill of Rights. And you know going back to you know Mixing up the political and spiritual realm, there was a parishioner that came up to me about a year ago or so. Said, "Father, we need to be praying for the United States at every single mass because we're praying way too much for the Ukraine." I'm like what? I like, go, well, "We pray, in, you know, we pray, you know, in the prayer of the faithful, we always say prayer for our civic servants and for our president, and for our leaders." And no, 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 we need to say we, we pray for the United States by 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 name every single day. Why are we praying so much for Ukraine? I go, "Because." In the United States, we don't have bombs falling on our heads like they are they, in Ukraine. This is, I guess, so this is probably a year and a half ago when the war started in Ukraine. But it's this myopic view that not only doesn't let us see the world beyond, you know, our shores, but also doesn't let us see beyond to be able to see the spiritual realm. You know, St. Paul says, work for what is unseen, not for what is seen. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Jesus says that, St. Paul echoes that. And to go back to this notion that Jesus says that, you know, give to God what belongs to God, the first thing we give is ourselves. We belong to Him. And so when you see people on missions, when I would experience people on missions, it's something that, oh, you learn so much from the simplicity of their faith. It's a depth that I still, 30 years later, long for to be able to sit in a church, in an uncomfortable church at that, you know, with no AC. Yeah. Okay, where it would rain, and it was a metal roof, where it would rain, and it would feel like there's a machine gun, you know, going up, because it's just pellets of rain. <laughs> we celebrating a mass, we couldn't hear the priest. Yeah.
0: And and yet we complain that sometimes the church is too cold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is, but better too cold than too hot. So, it, it you know, these people did not complain about anything. They were just so grateful to have someone there preaching the gospel. name was not a priest and In initially the first couple of years I went we did not take a priest with us. We didn't have a priest. Right. Third year I went we did. But even without a priest they would listen to us. They would listen to our advice. Even we I, and people I'm only 15 years old the first time I went and people were coming to me asking for blessings and asking for you know for advice. I'm like Fifteen year old snot knows a kid who thinks he knows everything but doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh learning from them the importance of placing God and relying on God solely. Because they rely on God for the sun, for the rain, for their crops. They rely on God to take care of their family. They rely on God. I'll never forget there was a family. You know, this happened unfortunately in, in, in our school over the weekend, but having a family, um, that the two girls had two daughters, they had more than that, but there were two daughters that were walking along a very dangerous highway. This this village that I that I uh, that I would go to would, would was divided by a major highway, which I believe is part of the what is it the ten Trans American Highway that goes from Alaska to Argentina in theory, even though it stops at the Covenant La- Gap in, in Panama, but this highway goes from through Mexico into Guatemala. And people, there was no posted speed limit. So people would go by 80, 90 miles an hour. Like nothing, especially trucks. Yep. And if a truck caught you in the draft, you would fall. And I felt many a times walking along, there's a, there was a ditch on the side of the highway oh. to protect you from, from the carpet. Sometimes there wasn't a ditch and you have to walk, you know, kind of in the opposite direction so you would see the cars coming at you. Now, there were these two girls that were walking and this the youngest of the two girls was run over by a truck and died the next day. that family was still in church, not, if it's not they didn't act like if nothing had happened, but their faith was strong enough. said, "You know we've been going to the mission nights every single night we're going we're not going to stop and that just left us all in awe of their faith It left us all in awe of you know, how? You know, they're not asking for questions. They're not asking what, you know, obviously they were hurt. Obviously they cried. And th- these are people that, you know, that didn't show much emotion. You know, I remember celebrating weddings. I'm like, is anybody there? There's no joy. They just, they're just, I take you. To, you know, it was very robotic. And it's like, well, that's their culture. You know, I would see these people, just lost a the daughter, these parents, the older sister, the older sister, later on in that mission, w- would read at mass. had two changes had two sets of clothes, two changes of clothes. The one that she would wear during the day, then the one she would wear to church. And it was I remember it was a it was a linen dress, torn up and I don't know how many sides, but that's the dress she would go to church in, barefoot, because she didn't have any money for shoes. And she would walk along that highway mm. from her house, when it was maybe a mile and a half, two miles away, to come to church, because she had to read one day. At church, amazing faith, and we worry about dumbest things here in this country. When we say first world problems, yeah. literally, they're first world
0: problems
1: that we should even mention because, like we said, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans when we stand before the Lord at judgment day.
0: You know, Deacon uh, Deacon George preached at the five thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, the question he he basically put on the table is, mm-hmm. "Are you in or are you out?" Because you can't be you can't be both, mm-hmm. you know. He said. So, so when we're when we're giving back to God, what is God's? You're either in, and you're all in, or you're out, and you're all out. But you can't have one foot in each, you know. You, and and we again we, we see that most beautifully in w- when we go on mission, you know, and we see these uh, these incredible people who are all in, you know, as as evidenced by the story you just shared, you know, where where. Yeah. it could it could rain on them for a week and, and they're not able to go tend the farm, and they have no idea how they're going to put food on the table for, for the next for the following week because all their crops have been ruined, and yet they have a smile on their face and they say, "Well you know God will provide we're going to suffer through this next week, but God will take care of us you know, and, and they have no idea where their next meal is coming from or if they're going to be able to sleep that night, and yet they they go through their life with this incredible joy and, and peace despite it all. because they are all in you know because again they're not wrapped up with with these first world distractions these first world problems they say you know i love the lord and and the lord loves me and and that's all i need
1: you're saying that as i just checked my phone for email. first world problems
0: you know and 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 that's and that's really the question you know are you in or are you out and you can't be both and i think that's a that's a a phenomenal question to to take to prayer and to reflect and you know I'm not saying you know, abandon it all. you know again, we're, we still have to get through our through our world and, and this is the world that we live in and there are responsibilities we have to take care of. but when it comes to giving our our heart to the Lord, are we in or are we out?
1: It's a great question. It reminds me, sorry for the movie analogy, but it reminds me of the question that Danny Ocean asked Lin- Linus Caldwell. George Clooney asks Matt Damon at the beginning "Oh, she's 11, are you in or are you out? Puts a plane ticket in front of him. And, you know, but this is that was for a nefarious reason. This is for <laughs> the salvation of your soul. And sometimes you didn't, You need, this is why the practice of, of Lent is so important because we're, we're called to disconnect and go into the desert. Where in the desert, you don't have those attachments. You're, talk, you're called to fast. You're called to disconnect. You're called to do all these things. And we forget that during the rest of the year. That that's so necessary you know that you need to focus on what's important and I'm going to mention the example of your family but there are, there are times because I know I can't reach you but I, and, I, and then it's okay they want to be left alone that you and and, and, and I say you know what we need time for just the four of us you and your children you know the the, pe- the people that are most important are here in this house and we need time just for us. And you silence your phones and, you know, and, and when I may send you, a, it'd be on a Saturday, I send you a text at one o'clock and you may answer it at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, fine, good for him.
0: We got an eight hour nap. There we go. <laughs> there you
1: You wish. When in your life have you taken an eight hour nap? You're lucky if you, get, if you get eight hours in the, in the middle of the <laughs> night. Okay. But. But that's important. Because in your life, what's most important to you, what God has placed most important to you is your family. In my life, it's like sometimes I need to disconnect to connect with God. And I, when I go into the chapel, I have to put the phone on silent. Like I do when I, when I celebrate Mass. That I need to put the phone on silent or leave it alone and just leave it in my room and not worry about it because I always tell people, you know, when, when phones go off at Mass, I go, please turn off your phones. There's absolutely nothing out there that is more important than what is happening in here during the Mass. And we get distracted by
0: so many things. Okay, unless it's the Lord calling, then it's a, yeah. If okay. the Lord calling, that's
1: another story. <laughs> and if the Lord is calling you, please give him my number. Anyhow, he has my number. I want to end with this because it's something that happened over the weekend. That that question that you that you asked: Are you in or are you out? And it and it's also goes to a couple of things. And you know, who do we belong to? Are we belong to the world. or We belong to God. Yeah and goes to another saying of oh, jesus you cannot serve two masters he's obviously the second master he's talking about money but sister rosalie posted a uh, a sign that was posted i guess at a, um, I, 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 wonder, I'm, I think it's on bleach on a bleacher somewhere it was awesome and sister posted this in over the weekend uh and i thought it was brilliant and it's, it's it's basically, yeah, it's a poster. It looks like it's underneath a bleacher or underneath a dugout or something. that it, it looks like it's on a sporting field. And she just puts the caption, something to think about. She goes, there is a 0.0296% chance that your child will become a professional athlete. There is a 100% chance that your child will stand before Jesus. And then in bold letters, big letters, says, get them to church, Mark nine forty two. And so, yeah, there were everybody applauded the the comment. You know. Uh, but I asked some, you know, I asked some parents yesterday after one of the masses, oh, what do you think of a sister put? Oh, but Father, you can have the best of both worlds. And I'm like, I missed the point. You missed the point. And it's the point that Jesus is trying to make. You can't have the best of both worlds. If he belong to Caesar you belong to God? If he belonged to that world, He belong to this world. And that's, I that's I'll rail that on another day, but I just put that out there as an example about sports in, infringing on the yep. Sunday experience because it's gonna happen with the Miami Dolphins in two weeks when they play at nine thirty in the morning. But it's it's something that you know, we can't you know, when you want the best of both worlds, you don't get the best of either. Yep. And what God wants to offer to you is the best of what He has, and what He has is an in abundance. Jesus, I want to give them life, but life in abundance. Just want to. Get, and I was talking about this with the bride that I'm <coughs> that I'm wedding in their wedding uh, next week. That Jesus wants us to have abundance. Jesus wants us to to have this in abundance. The thing is that we have to recognize His sovereignty over over us, His kingship over us. We heard it not once, but twice in the first reading. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Yep. But we make God's, and we make other things Lord over, our, and we let them Lord over our life. Yep. So, you know, I'll leave that as food for thought. At the end of the day, Jesus is reminding us that we belong to God because we are made in God's image and likeness, and that we are called to be like him. When we go on missions, when you encounter the poor, you experience that because you see a people who exemplify living in God's image and likeness. They're not they're not completely saints. They have faults as well. But in when it comes to practicing their faith, being submissive to their faith, being obedient to their faith, being dedicated to To their faith and surrendering to God. When you have little or nothing, when you realize that you need God and God alone. Yes, yes, the you, the you, the you. Running back! Wow, that's your fiance's boy. Exactly, it's you a no-brainer. Don't even He's a hall of famer.
0: That guy just no, but just no. Get out of here. What, what was that guy. last night? What was that yesterday?
1: What was that last night? I, I we want we need to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles for pitching a perfect game last night.
0: Per- they were clean. They were zero perfect. penalties. Zero yards. I don't know how they held our uh
1: <laughs> I saw what you did there.
0: I don't know how they held our offense to what'd we end up? Seventeen points?
1: Held our defense, you know. But uh no it was ten points because 'cause seven of those points were the right. pick, pick six. Uh it was uh it was an interesting night. Um everybody's mm-hmm. how oh, my and the thing is it feeds the narrative now the red meat of oh Miami hasn't played anybody. Uh, Miami is, you know, is is all flash, you know, no substance. But Miami, despite... Okay. Despite being down their center... ton of people. One of their starting running backs, one of their guards, their left guard, their left tackle, uh, the second wide receiver was in and out, really wasn't himself. And... To say nothing, about what's happening in the secondary. They were in it in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with an opportunity to tie. Yep. Had it not been, and would have had, going to the lead if not a touchdown being called back, on a uh, borderline holding penalty, and more egregious ones were called on were not called on the Eagles. Yep. Uh, had it not been for so many things, and but you see, those those are the things that happen on the road. In that environment, in that it is very tough to win in Lincoln Financial Field. Yep. Very tough to win there. As anybody from the NFC East.
0: Even harder when you're playing a team who commits no penalties.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> now they did have mistakes. <laughs> they did have a fumble and they did have a throw a pick For six. Sure. And we made mistakes as well. But the thing is that when when you're playing a team that, that's committing no penalties, you're you you can not afford to make mistakes. Yep. Nope. So it wasn't a totally disheartening night. It was, you know, it's not like we were blown out of the building. Run, listen, Philadelphia has an amazing nope. off, a defensive line, and they held nope. our our um, running him to negative nine yards in the first half. That's crazy. We're the top rushing team in the NFL.
0: Yep, we finally got it going in the second half. But. We
1: did, but it was it. It's wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Well, so, did, you,
0: did you see who the referee was? No, you, hadn't, you didn't see the tweet. No, he's the he's the guy that got. Um, I don't know if he was fined or reprimanded uh, for refereeing the the a, for the ACC championship game a couple years back. That was an absolute disaster.
1: And why is he refereeing in the I NFL?
0: I don't know. I didn't know you could make a leap from an ACC ref wow. to the, the NFL, but but that was very telling.
1: So it it was it was <laughs> not com- like I said it's not completely disheartening because there were so many things going against them. And but the thing is, good teams can overcome them. And yep. we have yep. a lot of things went against us in New England. We were up in Foxborough, it was usually a house of ours, and we overcame that against an inferior team. And an inferior team who beat the Bills yesterday. What's going on with the Buffalo Bills? Yep. Yeesh. And good thing they lost. We still have a, a whole game lead on them, but we could have, had a, could have, and should have had a two-game lead. That game,
0: oh, it was, is, the, it was the umpire, not the referees. Was me. the umpire? He, uh, his crew was suspended from the ACC championship game for unethical refereeing. Ah. Uh. I'll just leave that. R- refer- I'll, just, I'll just toss that off. Officiating out in twenty seventeen, right?
1: Officiating across the board oh, in college, awful, and the pros. What happened at the end of the Indianapolis game? What happened in the Pittsburgh game with Vegas? Uh, so many things, so many things. It was just like, what are they? What, what are they looking at? And I know it's tough to. It's a tough job, but having been on the side, it it does. You know, when something blatantly unjust yep. happens to you, it does affect your psyche. Absolutely. It does affect a team. You know, that face mask that wasn't called on that DPI. Come on. No,
0: it's so, it's no different than uh, an extremely wide strike zone
1: in, yeah, in baseball. Yeah.
0: And now you're swinging at everything because you have no idea where the sure. strike zone is. So,
1: But there, you could, there's a lot of takeaways. One of the takeaways I will have is Tua uh, showed... Tremendous poise, yep. was not flustered, was not—and and this is—obviously, I know he threw an interception late, but he was not flustered. He showed tremendous poise. Now, Jalen Hurts, God bless him, because in college, everybody thought Tua is better than Jalen, and I'm, but Jalen Hurts, nah, he came out, and he had a leg brace. He was injured and just willed his team to victory, and that brings us to the brotherly shove. Or oh. the tush push or whatever you want no. to
0: call it. Get it out. I don't like not a fan. It's not football. I'm not a fan.
1: But what it does is it allows okay, the offense to do something a defense cannot. In other words, in the defense, you can't, for example, on field goal tries or extra point tries. That's what you I said last that's drop. what I said
0: last week. You can't jump off of a player right. to so to propel yourself.
1: It's gonna be made illegal during the offseason. I will give them credit that the own they're the only no. team in the NFL that could pull it off. No. But because all Jalen Hurts has is just jump over a guard and then everyone behind him pushes him. Yep. That's all he has to do. Now, we can't have Tua do that because risk of injury. Yep. And that play has cost, you know, I think a Raider play they mentioned last night was injured mm-hmm. on that play earlier in the season. So, and, well, on, the la- and on the last drive, when, fan after fan. Tua had thrown the interception, we could have gone off the field well, if the not for interception,
0: that. The asterisk interception.
1: Well, I I <laughs> thought I saw it, I could, but nobody's talking about it. I he, saw it as it happened Raheem live. Mostert I didn't even need the replay. The his the defender's left them. arm. They trucked them, you know. And the anyway. other guy got in the way. So, it is what it is. It, it sounds like sour grapes, but when you're trying to win a title, when you're trying to win a playoff game, forget a title. Yep. Just get to the playoffs and win a playoff game, and to show to the entire world this team is for real. Not I. Th- and then we have to prove anything. I think we proved it already. Okay, you beat the teams that are on your schedule.
0: Yep. Can we beat them soundly? Yep. but five and two. And you would not... take five and two. What do I have there? You are perfect this season.
1: See, I, I, I in the win loss, I, I I said we're going to lose to Buffalo, we're going to lose to Philly. What do I have for Frankfurt? I think I have an L.
0: Uh, is that the next game? No, the next it's in two weeks. Next uh, week you is, have an L.
1: I see, but here's the thing.
0: Next week you bo- you and actually both had. Wins.
1: We, we're playing uh, the Patriots at home on on Sunday. We need to win in Frankfurt against Kansas City. And I think that's a very winnable game. And I think Jalen Ramsey will be back. And we need to get healthy for that game. Yep. And there's a bye week. So yep. we're. it's about getting healthy at the right time. It's about getting healthy for the home stretch in November, December. And you want to make a statement. And this is the, the, the myopic view of the world that the NFL has, that even before... The season started. Okay, they're taking one of the best matchups of the of the year, Miami at Kansas City. Because this is a Kansas City home game. Yep. Tyree coming back to Arrowhead. Yeah, Tua versus Mahomes. Which the last time they played, it was Tua's rookie year, and it was two, uh, that was the year that um, Kansas City went to Tua, the but they didn't they didn't win. But it was it was a great game. Yeah, and you're taking it out of the United States to so Germany. To and, and, and that's okay. Yeah, that's part, but it's also you're playing at 9 30 in the morning. And I already went off on, you know, the church ramifications of that. <laughs> okay. But also that you're taking one of the most important games of the year, you're putting it in a window where half the country's still asleep. Okay, at six thirty uh it's eight thirty uh Kansas City time and it's six thirty Los Angeles time. Yep. But oh, let's create an extra window. You know, let's create it. Oh my, but that's a game. I, I know I have it there as a loss. As we did the win loss thing over the beginning of the year. But that's a game the Dolphins really have to win. Because if they lose that game, it's going to be the narrative again. Yep. Oh, you're beating the bad teams, but you're not beating the good teams, the playoff teams. Because the thing is, forget about the narrative. You have to beat the good teams. Those are the teams you're going to play in the playoffs the Kansas City's of the world, the, 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 the,
0: the Buffalo Bills of the world. You know when I'd rather beat them, though? In the playoffs.
1: No, I'd love to see, listen. I would love
0: <laughs> a rematch.
1: Philly was a little annoying yesterday. I'd love to see that rematch in Vegas yep. in February. You know, but it is what it is. So what happened last night? We we lost. It's simple as that. All right. Uh, like I said, around the league, I don't know what's happening with Buffalo. Buffalo. I I don't know. That that was Each. just weird. Uh, it was a Jorge, awful the, week for Pickham. It, who was the only team that, that picked Baltimore yesterday against the Lions? I forgot now. I don't know. I don't know who, who did that. I think that was me. Who did that? I mean... Who's, a, who's it, still in it, second place over there? It, my, it, yeah. that, it, it was that stupid... <laughs> it was that, what, Thank get, you, Denver. What, Thank you, Denver. It was that stupid spot. Wait, was, was it Denver? It was Denver Green Bay. It was stu- No, it wasn't the stupid spot. It was Denver Green Bay. Green Bay... I, people have way too much faith in uh, the Lions. I have way too much faith in, in Green Bay. I don't know why, but because really, can you have faith in the Broncos? No. Nope. Exactly. No. Nope. had it won one game, and it was a miracle at that that they won that one game. Uh, but the Lions went into Baltimore, and wow, they got pummeled. The ba- Baltimore hasn't been playing their best. <laughs> but see, they haven't been playing their best football. That's why I said, and I think Chris Collinsworth mentioned last night, you want to be playing your best football when you go into November and December when the temperature goes down. So hopefully the Dolphins get their starting offensive line back, they get the starting corners back, they get everybody back. A Chan, a Chan comes back. I think he would have been able to bust those holes better than Mostert yesterday. Yep. Uh, but and we'll play our best football in December and into January and hopefully into February. So. That's professional football, and let's talk about college football and Ooh. a wonderful, wonderful outcome at Hard Rock Stadium.
0: I got to watch it with no sound on my phone Turn. in the middle of a gala.
1: Lucky. I on should, the dance floor. Should have been. On a dance floor? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, there's a. And you took a picture. Oh, I got dear. I got to show you this.
1: So I will describe this picture that he is showing Hold to on. me on the air because we don't have a YouTube. There you go. Uh, Feed there for you. us to see it. Let me see.
0: Uh, getting live reaction here.
1: We're getting a live reaction. uh <laughs> Jorge is looking at Ivan's phone, and in the middle of a dance in the floor. middle of a dance floor. At the ladies are all dancing. Eleven fourteen, which means that it was right around the time I think we won the game or scored a touchdown to to take the lead. And uh yeah, this was a gala that I sh- was invited to, but I had to make his confessions and. I asked your wife if she wanted me to come late and she never responded, so I didn't come. I didn't go. I stayed and watched the game with Father Andrew who didn't want anything to do with this game but was all about the games winning at the end. Oh. Wow. At, so let's talk about the end. Okay. Uh we obviously we had a freshman quarterback because uh, TBD was declared not you know, out, you know, an hour before the game, which
0: though so they've technically known about it since Monday.
1: Um uh, listen, at the I understand Wanted to protect the kids and wanted to protect, you know, uh, you know, against another team and not give the other team an advantage. But what's with all the secrecy? Does it does it really matter? I mean, for years we said, Oh, this person's injured. Yep. You know, people would have liked to have known how Cam Kitchens was when he was in the hospital. Yes, I know he has his privacy, but it's like, come on, we just just give us feed of something. I mean, maybe I'm being a little too selfish here, <laughs> but. Uh, so TVD's not so. We have a freshman quarterback. So bubble screens, bubble screens, bubble screens all around, and and run the game, run the ball, and they did run the ball v- very effectively. That O line played an incredible game. In fact, the touchdown drop when we were down by ten, the touchdown draw that we scored right after we went down ten was they ran the ball on every single play, oh. and the last play was a play action, perfect play action, tossed it in the end zone, where it was caught by Young for a touchdown. Now, when we tied the game. We got the ball back with a minute thirty. Do you want to take it from there,
0: Jorge? Oh, uh, what were we doing? And I, again, I couldn't hear anything. I'm just watching on a on a small screen here and run it. Well, we spent like thirty seconds in a huddle. Yep. You know, all you need is a, get into field goal range. You
1: should have seen the reaction of Father Andrew and I in the in the living room going, "Why are we huddling? Why are we
0: huddling?" But, but I mean, to not even take a shot.
1: I think is they had play. They had taken a shot they had passed the ball once on that drive and had a long run but after that long run they you know the clock yep. didn't stop because it wasn't a first down and we, we huddled so but even might-
0: on that second to last play i think we ran it and then just kind of waited it out yeah like like take a shot downfield if if they pick it off no and, and i said at that the t- at the 20 okay no you, you tackle left. them and, and it's overtime anyway but yeah take a shot if you hit it then you call your time out and you have a Chip shot, field goal, game over, no overtime. Exactly. But uh,
1: it, it, it worked out. It and did in work. the overtime, you know, having to go for two in the second overtime was, and the, the, the play call for Clemson's last fourth and goal, trying to tie the game in the second overtime, and you do a naked bootleg.
0: Well, you heard, you, Dabo threw his uh, quarterback under the bus there. What did he say? On the on the press conference. I didn't hear this. I said, oh, he was supposed to hand it off. Like, what are you doing you don't call out your quarterback. Mm. You protect the kid. Wow. And he it's said no, is- he was he was supposed to hand that off. Uh, 100%. It was not an RPO.
1: Well, it didn't work. And the Canes won and it was a bo- and they, those kids needed that win. They got oh, blessed yeah. and they needed that. Do and- You see
0: Mario scream at the end of the little video of the in the locker room. He screamed. Yeah, he was uh, the, the caption was that scream is about 3 weeks worth of no, frustration and being the, let off. The
1: poor man has <laughs> had a rough two weeks and and then losing the Georgia Tech and then losing North Carolina, who inexplicably lost to a one in five Virginia team. Yep. I'm like, wow. College football. Coastal.
0: Was nu- we're, we're still coastal. Yeah.
1: Carsville was nutty this weekend. Very, football very nutty. was nutty this weekend. Yeah. All around because USC lost to Utah, which wasn't a big surprise. Uh, but there were so many weird outcomes. There was a seven to three game in the SEC. That's a Big Ten score. Yeah. Uh, what, what happened to Iowa? That they were about to win because, but the guy. Oh, I saw up. that. I saw the he was replay. Final. He was telling people to wave off. And to not touch pointing. the ball. And we- he was pointing, and they called. Oh, it's a fair catch. I'm like, give me a break. Give me a break. Awful. So, but the Canes right now are ranked 29th. I looked it up on the receiving votes, so they're outside looking in. Florida's just ahead of us. That's fine. Okay,
0: we, but um, just keep winning games. Given the craziness in the ACC, they are still alive for. Just keep for winning the, games for a shot.
1: For for the AC title,
0: yeah, how? Because they could end up in a in a multi weight. We have two losses. We do. Duke lost. Uh-huh. Florida State's the only undefeated. Uh, Clemson's gone. They're, they're yeah, down, they that, three they losses. got three losses. Bluebird one loss, but we play them. We play them. Uh, we would just need North Carolina to drop another one.
1: Interesting. So we play Virginia this. I mean, week. There's a lot
0: of football left, but
1: there is. We play Virginia this week. You're going to that
0: game. I mean, we need to win out. We, we do. We can't lose against uh, Florida but, State. But
1: if you had to put the line on that one right now, we're 18 point favorites on Virginia. But if you had to put a line on Florida State right now. They struggled against Duke. They pulled away late in that they, game. They. What would you put the line
0: at? Who have they played? I'm, they've, I'm asking. They've played
1: uh, like, uh, Florida I'm, I don't have their State, calendar, their schedule. Florida State has beaten Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke.
0: Sorry, because they go, they struggled. LSU, they struggled tremendously against Boston College. They barely beat Boston College by two. Duke beat Duke Clemson had him, in
1: overtime on the
0: road. Duke had them on the ropes until in the first half, and then this guy got injured, and then no, and the, listen, the wheels fell off. College football is hey, nutty.
1: Yep. Florida is a good team. That's a legit team. So, uh, well, I'm not saying they're a
0: bad team. I just no, but they're they're legit. I don't think fourth ranked uh, team. Yeah, yeah, but but it's not, it's not the gap of uh so what would you Ala- put the, Alabama, the, everyone else that we that we're so used to from the past. There's no gap between Alabama, no, not, and a, never, not I mean, anymore. But in the in the I don't past, a
1: ga- I don't think there's, a, there's so much parity right now. You could but take that's anyone in the top ten and the, the say that old gap that used to exist between no,
0: when Alabama was in its or heyday or Georgia last year and yeah. everyone else because last behind. year, I last year Georgia. I don't see
1: it. What would you put the line
0: at? I would put Florida State seven.
1: That's what I was thinking. It'll be it'll it'll come out, and and it may it may exist already, but
0: because uh, it's a home game for him,
1: it is. But if uh, but if it happened this weekend... and if it were, I,
0: if we were here, I would say Florida State three.
1: Nah, I think it'd be more than that. Even if it was here, um, I I think I think that it would it would it, it it may be bigger than that because the way we've played on now, if we if we play better. Oh. Um, Caesar Sportsbook has it at seven and a half. You were close. There you go. Very good. There you go. There you go. So we're talking gambling. We don't endorse it. Virginia this week. NC State on the road the following week.
0: Just this week's all that matters right now.
1: Florida State, Louisville, which is not an easy game. They waxed Notre Dame, which inexplicably is ranked 13 or 14 with two losses. Because yep. Notre Dame. And then we end on Black Friday against Boston College. So, yeah, there's a road there. Uh, UNC has only one loss. That's the thing. UNC, we need That's help. We, we would need, we to, need to drop help. another one. They need to drop, but we lost them. We lose a head to head. But yeah. is it? Is it the I don't to, know. I don't know what the tiebreaker is on a multi. Is it the top? Is it the top two ranked?
0: No, it's the top two. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. If there's a multi, if there's a multi-team tie for a second, I don't know what the actual tiebreaker breakdown is. Um, if it's head to head, obviously we we drop that one. Carolina losing—that was weird. But that's such—that's so Carolina
1: and so ACC Coastal. So ACC
0: Coastal. And Carolina still has NC State to finish the year, sure and they have. And they play, have I'm uh, sure
1: that have they played Duke yet?
0: And I think they have Louisville too.
1: But Louisville is here at home for the Schalenbergers' boots. Do You hear ACC is doing away with the, that three-team yeah. protector rotation, so that. We don't have to play Duke and and, so we and can, Boston. We, we can play
0: reclaim a, uh, Virginia Tech.
1: No, they are going to protect FSU, U M. Obviously, uh, but no, we should be playing Virginia Tech. I mean, that's that's, that's something that's that,
0: more of a natural rivalry than, than Boston College.
1: Absolutely. Even you could say Pittsburgh is more of a natural rival than Boston nope. College because of stupid Doug Flutie. Gotta remember that game. You were not born yet? Um. So that's what's happening. Yeah, you were. It was '84. You were born in '85. Oh, yeah. I know when you were born. So, by the way, you looked it up. It's too complicated to talk about.
0: Yeah, the tiebreaker. It's. it's it,
1: it, I thought it was top two ranked opponent. The uh, top two in the rankings. That's it. No. It's common opponents, and I don't don't. don't yeah, don't.
0: it gets into into math.
1: No, I, I, I don't. I'm, it's too early to do math. Um. Uh, all right, quickly, baseball, NLC, ALCS goes to game, game seven. seven tonight. Houston oh, everyone's and, favorite words. and Texas Rangers, and we're all pulling for Texas, right? We want Houston to go away. And Phillies can clinch the pennant tonight. Nah,
0: no, give me Texas, Arizona. <sighs> I do not want to hear Philly anymore.
1: Because of last night? I'm just, it's Philly. They're playing well, man. I don't care. Schwarber, I don't know what their feet, I talked to the first base coach because they went to the game last night. I'm still mad at them for doing the flag, with flag even though they were rooting for the Dolphins. They, they sang with everybody, fly, go fly. It was the, during the pregame <laughs> introduction. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't care where you are. I know you live in that town. No, you don't. I'm sorry.
0: Anyhow. But either but, way, I'm pulling for Texas all the way.
1: Texas has an interesting team. But th- here's the thing. They would have to win. Uh, that means that every every game was won by the road team in that series. Last time that happened, the 2019 World Series and when, when uh, the Nationals beat. Well, uh, the 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 uh, the Houston Astros. Every single game was won by the road team. <laughs> the Nationals wow. won a World Series four years ago. Imagine that. And they're a shell of that yep. organization. They still had Juan Soto. Juan Soto went crazy in that, and they had Scherzer and they had and they had Stra- uh, Strasburg and, yep. and who's retired. But that was a great team. And that caught fire, wasn't it? Wasn't that's the all best you need? Team? You gotta that's catch fire. That's what Texas is doing. Yep. And they have, and they have, and they have Scherzer this this time. But around. yeah,
0: give me Arizona. I'm sick really, of, I'm sick of Philly. Name
1: three players in Arizona. I can't. I
0: don't care. I'm just sick of Philly. You
1: could, but you could name three players in Philly.
0: I can't. But I, yes, I'm you still, can. I said I can, oh, okay. but I'm still well, sick then, of them. Okay. I think that you never want to see your division rival win a series, a championship. Yeah, Come but
1: on. I have, you know, I have friends that. that I are don't really, care. It's I, still Philly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, NBA starts this week. Woo! And the Panthers eh, to like uh, they won the home opener and it's October. Lost to Vancouver. It's October. I'm excited. I get a. I'm getting a Panther jersey today in the mail. Oh, nice! From the Stanley Cup logo on it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I've never had a Panther. Who'd you pick? Kachuk. Uh, yes, sir. He's a he's a legend, man. He scored the game winner against uh in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Forget who we played in the Eastern Conference
0: Finals with Lord knows how many broken bones.
1: Yep. What do we play in these guys? I know we beat Boston in the first round. Then I'm, I'm blanking on who we beat. We beat Carolina in the Toronto. second round. We beat Toronto. No, we did we play, did we play Toronto? Didn't then we won. beat Carolina in the We Carolina. Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's two of those. Anyways, but that but so the Heath chart this week and uh I'm looking forward to the revenge to the Tyler Hero Revenge tour. I really am. Really really am. I believe there was a NASCAR race in Homestead, and I believe there was a live golf tournament in Doral. Uh, I saw maybe five minutes of that live golf on in Doral and moved to football. So, yeah, don't do this during the fall. It's, 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 <laughs> nobody's paying attention. No one's paying attention. So there you go. So, friends, uh, pay attention to what's important.
0: Pay attention to— So disregard this entire second half. Exactly. Oh, just...
1: Exactly. <laughs> Put
0: God first,
1: because at the end of the day, we belong to Him. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.